this movie, disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. So he comes in, he goes, where's pop star? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was, you know, he had, he got sick at the bar and he asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. The hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live broadcast. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance. So he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. Welcome. I think yeah. he deserves a chance, no? Oh, yeah, opportunity. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's a Maytag repairman when the TV comes out. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie. We're in a movie movie where it's a really clean image that just pops right up. Movie. Okay. <clears throat> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and like pull her hair at the end? <laughs> you no. don't think this is funny? Uh, is cool? Yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. So this... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. For Scotland! <laughs> he's like, ha ha! <laughs> Nice. That was for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. Borrowed it. I guess, yes. This guy is funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. Like they can't even tell. It's improv uh, for choreography choreograph yeah it's improbiograph it's improbiograph that was that was the famous singing in the rain yeah 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 which was probably like pretty recent well no so now in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights it's concerned Mm -hmm. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star? Yeah. So an hour into this movie, two-thirds of this film, now, the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So what's going on here? But yes, he and he's, look, it's genuine. It's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after a live production? No, like, macking means that oh, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the Scotsman. He's always oh, backing. He's that, always backing. Yeah, he he was McDonald's, the girl, McDougal. Always macking. Oh, his name is. He's always macking. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. I think they could lift him up of the armpits. 
Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this one. First two walls first. <laughs> Wait, was that a joke because the wall broke? Yeah, I was gonna say most <laughs> movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay. Hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just yeah. here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. A banger. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here to get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. I mean, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watched it, I said, just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a Kevin uh, Hearn type movie or there's, like, you must get the six items. It gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, I yeah. must defeat seven exes. Like, oh. I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I was like, beat this. <laughs> yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like, you don't know what the sixth one is, and they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club, and it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire. It's men's only. Yeah. You can tell from their mem- uh and it's also members only. You can tell from their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only. Just for men. Yeah. For men- wait. Yeah, right. Uh, for for work. him. No, wait. Dag. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company. Um, called Lloyd's of London. And they sure. go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked and they had, they insure all shipping. They really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell. And it's, it used to be rung. Whenever, like, there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the – there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lusitine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not so, four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me – in truth, there is one, and there's also this replica, and and that will get used as well. Okay. So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mix them up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, when London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's phone. like, uh, that's like insurance office broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah, I see it's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, Oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, all right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um, bring me the Lucetine Bell. 
all right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then. Right away. Chop, chop. So, yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting, like London 1965. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? We're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like... It's like Rat Race. They're, they're recapping. No, he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusatine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's, it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on... Can I give him a listen for a second because of these actors? Okay. What I say, sir? Oh, yeah, no, Terry Towns is the best. Here we go. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He, he's like, he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft. So yeah. hopefully it picks up. Uh, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Moore, Mole Man never never got anything yet. Who? Are the Mole, Mole Man? Man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. replica. Oh, he's that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to ask. No one's on the floor here. Now, the mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the – he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, Columbus. We watched, the, we watched the last one, right, Carry On Columbus, which was a uh, – after 20 years, they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess, the quad, the five-tennial of uh, Columbus's Discovery of America. Now, that was a really good film, I felt, you know, and one of the best parts of, I mean, it's stupid, you can't take it for real, but if you right. just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke, he broke character, right? He, they were going to hang him. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me, I understand. That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from the Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill and then uh, I... uh, Neil, so, right? So then they would go on to say, of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us. But then at the end, remember, the, he reversed it. He you don't remember that scene. I'm going to have to play it for you. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did but watch a bunch of... Characters, why? Carry On was like... It started, in, I guess, around the, the 60s or whatever, 50s. Black and white. Uh, it became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse. Yeah. And, 
uh, and then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just, you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the of the British film industry. Yeah. But they mm-hmm. made a lot more of them. I saw Carry On Cleo. It was Cleopatra and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up and his little, t- uh, he goes, oh, I've been sitting on my laurels. Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like the tiara that they would wear. Right. It's a, it's called a laurel. Oh, that you put in your hair. Your, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sitting on his laurels. Yeah. Okay, so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time. So now they're having a back and forth kind of, you know, kissing contest. Right. So he goes, okay, we'll work together. You know, you've got the rope. Uh, you know, I've got whatever. He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's well, ridiculous. Oh, that's a, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yes. Finally get the look of his kilt. Yeah. Uh, almost. So the slapstick of this movie are people falling. Right. We so saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. And those are pretty pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the... Because they're enemies. Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh, well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean, like every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something, and you miss Right. I don't know. Now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest, and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now he's accusing him of stealing government property. or something. It's, not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, please tell me because we're in the third act, and I, I want to get, you okay. know. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yeah. It's the dang movie. No, no, I I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um. Okay. Well, I'll just start reading. Uh, media. We already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times. Founder of the Police Memorial Trust. Uh, it received good reviews. Not popular at the box office. Hmm. But I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor, I guess it's actress, Helen Mirren, lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought it was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. 
I you know what? I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple of weeks ago where they found an old interview where the, the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. Yeah. So she she was you know she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an act an Oscar. Um, Okay. So you know what this asshole winner said, right? What? Winner defends his actions, saying, "I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse." Oh my god. In photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She, she was wearing a peasant dress and yes, she did show her ass. Boobs. I just wanted to see her ass, but she was assisted showing her sagging boobs. I don't know, oh, he's I, casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. Have, you don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Get off your goods. No, they're going to be on. Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test, and they would have, you know, see if this was ideal. But yeah, I mean, she's she's right, and she does call out that shit all the time. Right. And also, she's you know, besides being you know. She's, she's gorgeous. Uh-huh. Hel- Helen Mirren? I don't know her. I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula. Yeah, she's topless in that. Notorious scene. Or Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was, didn't she play M? Um, I've never heard of Helen Mirren. You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, Oh, Bond. You must remember the the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? (laughs) Oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Pierce Bronson, I think she was M, like she was a holdover from Mm -hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. She played the queen. She was yeah. in red. But I'm telling you, she oh red, right? Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was kind of the joke. Like they would have uh, Helen Mirren and Bruce Willis movie. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career, and she did have like theatrical. She was big, you know, in, in England. And, yeah. Uh, now watch. I you got to see this because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, "Oh, I'm tired." Whoops. Oh, I gotta wipe my my brow. Yeah, really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. It's still moving. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. Yeah, that guy threw right in there. Get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the the foreman's like, I'm gonna keep pushing it. (laughs) <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. Yep. Uh oh. Someone in that dumpster just got a up kilt. Up kilt. No, up kilt. Yeah. Oh no, the bell has rolled out Bell's and hells. rolls into the tape. Now you can't unring that. 
Oh, is that the ti- is that the Thames? That's the Thames River. That's right. Thames. It is. Oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Yeah, right. And roll them. Hey, and roll them. <laughs> what a big idea, eh? Hey, we're just your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even and joke. It's not. It's so not funny. <clears throat> so, Finally, there we go. This so. Michael Winner did The Mechanic in 72. Now, this I know is the a great. Week. Yeah, that's a great no no the mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie and it was later made it to like two films with Jason Statham. He's he's a like a hitman who's he's so good he's like the mechanic. I think it was Walter Matthau actually. Uh-huh. But it's good. It's it's a solid movie. He's like he also made uh Wonton Ton or Ronton Ton, the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood. Dog was, right, seventy six. Which I look every six weeks I'll look in YouTube to see if it finally posted. Because it is like a good shitty film, but yeah, he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for Canon. Those when I got when I saw his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did revisionist westerns, Chateau's Land and Lawmen. He did the Centennial in '77, which was like a scary. You know, you you mentioned revisionist <clears throat> westerns. The the lead of this movie was in Capaloo. Uh-huh, that's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right, and Columbia really thought he was going to be the shit, Joe. Um, the role... Did you Wait, what, happened? what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No, what? No, what are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolf collapsed. I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad... Um, Prawn or some crap, bad. Oh, I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. It's Jerry Lewis and the evasive bellboy. Got to crawl through window. So yeah, he um just got into a pop star's window. She's like, "You're popping up everywhere," and I don't know. Did you just ruin my television appearance? <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, no, he actually he didn't ruin it, right? He danced like a monkey. Yeah, I guess. Everybody liked it. I think that was a funny scene, Carl. I mean, I, I like this guy. Whoa, Pac-Man swipe. Yeah. So he's uh, the moles underground going like, oh, it's a cave-in. And he's like freaking out. You know, he's being paranoid. Yeah, it's like in Caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher. They see all the boil- bowler caps. Right. Because the- they're, the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, all right. right. Well, I'm hope you know, how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. We're the leading insurance in the world, and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie. 
No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to... I don't know. I thought it would be different. You must be. You know what? Another thing about YouTube, I looked, typed in, you must be joking. Yeah. And there, it, there was a South African candid camera prank show that... <laughs> the theatrically released movie in 1987 called You Must Be Joking. And it's this guy, it's these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks. And it winds up like the, it was like a former boxer who was in it. And they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting. You know, reflecting South uh, Africa and all South, you know, I would, I would read it and I, I saw it and I was like, I looked up. I want to see a user review. And uh, oh, look, they found the bell. Well, the team has ties, and the French girl knew that and said, "You know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered." Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. She's not needed anymore. I mean, he's. He was, you know, he he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep! Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your on the phone in a car back in nineteen sixty-five. Was on a car phone. Yeah, a backseat car phone. The only way you could talk on a car phone in '69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh no! So he's going underwater. He thinks it's. But he doesn't actually go in the water. It's just too late. It's too little too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty. Pit. Oh, I, I would suffocate or I would just quit at that point. Remember your trip through the Okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a Oh right. That's just, I was wondering what was going on. <clears throat> so now Okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick, and now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, to, to get over. So we're finally wrapping up to the end of yes. 48 hours. Now what's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general, <clears throat> right? But the truth is, like, he – he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt but he's been requisitioning for years uh with illegal you know like cans of uh jelly beans and like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime so he's blaming it on the governor i mean on the um general right oh so the general's gonna be in hot water and right. what's in the bag? So he he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was a bell. Right, he doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, He's that's seen, right. Yeah. We've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3. But, I mean, he was in The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, right. Fool of the Pink Panther, Son of the Pink Panther. Right. Wait, he was the son of the Pink Panther? Was yeah. He was you know, HBO Max, just, they just pulled all of them. They had all the, the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
He's a he's like uh, Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He has a skydiving uh, company, and he drinks. Yeah, they were uh, army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal, and that was that Israel. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I forget, but anyway, so they're old army buddies, and that's how, or military buddies, and that's why he's gonna. Take him up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the check. <laughs> Look, he's got the uh... – that's old school. Like, here, here's your parachute. You need to fold it up. And you need to... Right, right. All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I can see, the fa I can right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Thank goodness. Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They Well, actually, that's the border of Finland. Uh, it's almost over. It's Finn-ish. Yeah, it's close. It's a Finn-ish. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's almost a Finn. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's, it's a Finn-ish. Just <laughs> hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a uh, Finn-ish. Okay, now this isn't really believable... But all of a sudden, like, he loves him, okay? So she's, like, telling the guy from performance, I'm taking a two-week holiday. And oh, no. she's an going American. holiday, yes. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right. That's There's right. the girl, yeah. But there, we don't have any moral doesn't get any he gets mean looks oh that's the worst he gets yeah no he, it, it, the movie ends great for him well <laughs> this guy's about to jump so it's like do you make a good living you only make money if you know in insurance if you die and he goes die forget it I'm not going and he goes sergeant I you know, you did so much for me. Um, this is the best they could do for you. He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> now, look, his chute deploys. But meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing or they had to stick with bad, you know, Oh, look, they finally get the up kilt. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's quite, oh, it'd be terrific. You know, it, if there was a shower on the plane, you could shower and then jump off and naturally dry. <laughs> yes, naturally <laughs> dry. dry. You could just now, drip dry. He, air dry. He, he, um, they are impressed with him parachuting in. Now they're going to be impressed with the air crystal aristocrat coming in on the ambulance oh, and then by everything the, yeah and another's arriving under arrest of the police right for for buying all that shit yeah da 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 ba da 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 thinking it's a mad 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 it's a mad 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 world intermission come on movie <laughs> I wrote the Mad World song. Mad, 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 mad. Here's a Christmas carol. 
No, you know, no, that's how the lyrics go, but there's four mads in the song, so sometimes I forget and I do like eight or nine. Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah, oh, man. Somebody dropped. Oh, he tripped him. So somebody drops uh, their loot and, and Mole Man gets it. Oh, so Mole Man's going to win. He's got the loot. Easy peasy. Okay, yes. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying way, okay? Don't get ready for the American ending. Right now, what would happen is they. Oh, would, the American. Yeah. They would race to the finish right. in front of them. And then when the bad guy was going to win, we would get a tw another contest that would result in the good guy winning, and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. Oh, it's funny that the mole man gets all the items. Instead of going across to the finish line, he goes straight up to Perry Thomas. I did it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is all – as an American, I, I'm glad that the American won. I can totally relate to that. Well, the American won, but then he resigned. So it's – it's it's uh, What? They all went yeah. into his dug hole, his – It must have hurt as an actor to fall through that hole. Yes. Yeah. Fucking winter doesn't give a shit. Uh, don't forget my – I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's going to save her boyfriend. Yeah. Now she sees him with the pop star. Now he knows she's on the list, so she's like, "Here, you better take these." You know, he he hasn't called her in days. Right. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell, and it's the real bell, not some fucking replica. Congratulate! Oh, what's this? What's That's that? My resignation papers. What? You can't resonate your paper. Or you're fired. Paper. <laughs> I I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right on uh, holiday. To someplace and then Nice, right? Oh, I heard it's really Nice over there. Yeah. Well, my I have some family over there. My my niece lives in Nice. Okay, so now they're arresting him for years of get you know getting using the army's money to right. buy goods. I always told him it will catch up to him. I don't do it. I says to him. So he's getting himself the... off the hook and blaming the general. <clears throat> what about the bowler caps? I thought they were all Floyd's. I guess there are other people. They were um, – the boiler, boiler boiler caps were – he was the secretary of uh, the in state or the interior, something like that. He was from the government. So nobody really wins. That's right. Now the general's going to shift the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. Did you say what, sir? Oh no! Oh, so this whole thing implodes. I think that's a, how Rat yeah. Race ended too. They they busted John. There's Cleese. no winner, and nobody gets a satisfied. The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay, look at him. We should play the volume on this. 
I have a feeling what's going on. Look, I can't believe it. He just waved goodbye to her. Yeah. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. <laughs> they're just, they're all alone, the two delusional idiots. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, if the director should have ended it right here, but no, the uh, the mole man has literally existential compart criticizes the army or the military. So then he like makes him snap too and march. I don't know. It's dumb. Well, you know, he should have that that outburst. This is a comedy movie. Uh, we got all these unsatisfied. This is totally unexpected. It doesn't wrap up a theme of the film at all. Right. What was the fucking theme of the film? Like, they didn't have one. Like, if you work together, you succeed. Something like that. They didn't do that. I think the theme was scavenger help uh, hunts, uh, help us remember Tammy and uh, excited for her wedding. And it was a good way to celebrate our bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, there he is, marching off. I This looks, oh, there it is. The Finn. Yeah. It's El Finn. For Finn. Shot on location in England by American Films of London, England. Oh, How ladies and gentlemen. And there's the American Broad uh, Columbia Pictures. Well, Carl, that has been, you must be joking. 1965, <laughs> what'd you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty dull. I mean, like, the yeah. it had a lot of power to it, a lot of horsepower, a lot of good performances, but it really did feel like uh, nothing was happening, and uh, there was no, I don't know, like, at least rat race, they had to go from A to B, you know? It's a race. Yeah, this wasn't done in, I don't know, the order of it was chaotic and scattered like okay never mind the pursuit of that thing we're moving on to this thing right yeah yeah at the same time we're all at the track at the same time we're all in with the starlets the thing at the same time i, I don't know wow. i think that um if you listen to it with the sound you're much more entertained because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other it is kind of funny a lot of the times and uh just to be around those, uh, that culture is pretty, you know, everyone's, it's all about class and, right. you know, there's innuendo all over the place, but they'll never say it, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, but it was, uh, I agree. So it was fun. I mean, it's fun to see those actors and I'm sure uh, I'll enjoy seeing them in other locations. Some of them I recognize, some of them I didn't. Terry Thomas, of course, was kind of fun in this, but it just kind of, it was a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to uh, go back to uh, more common ground here in the United States and watch an American movie about real men. It's called Real Men from 1987. It stars uh, the late John Ritter and the currently alive James Belushi uh, back from 1987. I have a trailer from the Action Master. I don't know if my sound is going to be worth it for the show, but I was going to play it. So if you guys go type in Real Men 1987 and you see the Action Masters posting of the Real Men trailer, 
I was going to play it in a couple seconds. Okay. All right. The Action Master. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Go. Holy sheep. <laughs> this is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Belushi from the eighties. Well, that was a little too close. Oh, look at those clowns! <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, S and M dungeon. Oh, that's a shame. This is an animal. Right. This uh, trailer has the uh, box of the video cassette because it would never was theatrically released. That is from 1987. Next week's movie will be Real Men with the real men, John Ritter and James Belushi. Carl, thank you so much for... Uh, uh, hosting and 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 uh, researching and, and just kicking ass on this movie. Uh, may I never see it again, but I definitely enjoyed talking it uh, about it. And audience, we want hope you enjoyed the show too. Uh, just spread the word. Just you know, we'd love for you just to sign up for our podcast, L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we would love for you to just get involved and and check out Mutiny Radio. They even have live comedy shows if you're in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, you can walk over there. Uh, we love Mini Radio and we do love you guys and we'll see you next week. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts. Huge. Uh, with.
Food Bank release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food.
If you should ever leave me A life would still go on Believe me
without you.
is God's skin?
decided on a song that we would do as a say, salute to Broadway. So we selected the song from a young composer that was fast becoming one of Broadway's artists. To compare with pure imagination, living there, you can be free if you truly, if you
thank you for this one. You made it happen. This was the one. Yeah, he when you stand on the dotted line, fellas. You know, it's been established in our society today that the most important signing in a man's life takes place when he signs his marriage license. Well, they've added something to that now. It's called the application for charge card to ensure that marriage license will hold up one sign. You know what I'm talking about, fellas? Charge card designed to keep one's pockets free of finance. You know, you know, sometimes, fellas, at the end of the month, if you're married and you want to check on your budget and see how you're doing at home, budget around the house, and you find something that looks a little weird, you say, darling, what is this? And she says, well, it was on sale. And I had my charge card, you know? But then from time to time, fellas, we'll fall victim to circumstance as well, because we might be walking down the street, see a good-looking pair of shoes in the store window, and say, hey, I think I'll go ahead and cop now and pay later, right? Take the charge card, go in, buy the shoes. Then when the bill comes due at the end of the month, you want to kick yourself in the what's the name with that same pair of shoes, buddy. Thank you. All right. <laughs>
Oye, mira, yo quiero gozar en California porque yo me siento tan bien. Y por eso yo te quiero porque tú me tratas bien. I said I don't want no Yeah, but you're gonna be a big star. Star? Look, I'm already a star. A huge star, kid. Y'all don't understand, man. Big, really big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kid is late. I don't wanna... Yo, put me down, man. Put me down. Yeah, come on. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about a thing. Calm down, big boy. It's gonna be fine. Come on, let me go. Set it. Set it. Scalpel. Scalpel. 
Fresher, freshest. Do you like fresh fish? It's just fine at Finney's Diner. Finney also has some fresher fish that's fresher and much finer. But his best fish is his freshest fish. And Finney says with pride, the finest fish at Finney's is my freshest fish, French fried. So, don't order the fresh or the fresher fish. At Finney's, if you're wise, you'll say, fetch me the finest French fried, freshest fish that Finney fries. We have a dinosaur named Din. Din's thin. Din doesn't have much skin. And the bones fall out of his left front shin. Then we have to call in Pinner Blin who comes with his handy shin pin bin, and with a thin blin shin bone pin, blin pins Din's shin bones right back in. Now let's talk about money. You should leave your groks home when you travel by air. If you take them along, they charge double the fare, and your groks must be packed and locked up in a groks box, which costs much, much more than a little old fox box. So it's heaps a lot cheaper to fly with your foxes than waste all that money on boxes for grokses. And what do you think costs more? A simple thimble or a single shingle? A simple thimble could cost less than a single shingle would, I guess, so I think that the single shingle should cost more than the simple thimble would. Eat. two ducks, one blue, one black. And when our blue duck goes quack quack, our black duck quickly quack quacks back. The quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And speaking of quacks reminds me of cracks. Quacks blue quacks make her quite a quacker, but black is a quicker quacker backer. And, speaking of quacks, reminds me of cracks, and stacks, and sacks, and shacks, and schnacks. So, oh say, can you say, I have cracks in my shack, I have smoke in my stack, and I think there's a schnack in the sack on my back. Fritz needs Fred, and Fred needs Fritz. 
Fritz feeds Fred and Fred feeds Fritz. Fred feeds Fritz with ritzy Fred food. Fritz feeds Fred with ritzy Fritz food. And Fritz, when fed, has often said, I'm a Fred-fed Fritz. Fred's a Fritz-fed Fred. rather be when you grow up? A cop in a cop's cap or a cupcake cook in a cupcake cook's cap? Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Cook in a cupcake cook's cap. Or a fat flapjack flapper in a flat flapped jack cap? Or if you think you don't like cops caps, flapjack flappers, or cupcake cooks caps, maybe you're one of those choosy chaps who likes kooky captain's caps, perhaps. More about Blinn. And, oh say, can you say, Far away in Berlin, a musical urchin named Gretchen von Schwinn has a blue-footed, true-footed, trick-fingered, slick-fingered, six-fingered, six-string, tin-schwinn mandolin. This is Curtis Mayfield. Sit down and take a listen. This may be something you're missing. I know your mind you wanted funky, but you don't have to be no junkie. Get yourself together. Remember, Freddy's dead.
Hi, I'm Curtis, and I'm so glad that I've got my own, you know, so glad that I can see. I've got a natural high. The man can't put no thing on me, and he can't put no thing on you either. Keep your nose clean. Don't be no junkie. Remember, Freddy's dead.
going to be all about animals, starting with germs. And I want to mention a really great book called The Gospel of Germs. And it's um, the story of when germs were discovered in the early 20th century. And there was a, a big campaign to convince people that they actually existed, that there were these tiny invisible animals that could kill you. And it's, uh, in most parts of the world, uh, France and Italy and China. The campaign was a, a complete uh, failure, but um, it really caught on in the United States where people said, you know, tiny invisible things that could kill you? I don't see why not. I mean, it's a place that already believes in a lot of invisible things, but anyway, now that people are becoming more and more like machines, I think it's a good time to remember how much we actually have in common with animals. Take our eyes, for example. Our eyes are in the front of our heads because we are the predators. Uh, like eagles and the lions, they're in front for aim, precision, and focus to find the target. And all the other animals have them way out on the sides. You know, the fish, the deer, the rabbits, and they're always scanning around like this, turning our heads, you know, on the lookout, more or less, for us. And, but it's amazing, you know, how quickly evolution works sometimes. And there's a certain male spider that has recently evolved from being a victim to being a survivor in just under a year. And so the way it happened was like this. The female spider um, constructs a very complex web made up of many threads that go out. And one is the kind of food thread, and one is the weather thread, and another is a kind of mating thread. And it's uh, she can tell when a male is approaching. It's a kind of like a, a doorbell. And so anyway, the male comes along this line and uh, into the center of the web. And they mate, and she eats him, and that's the way it's been. But recently, these male spiders seem to inv have invented 
a new strategy, and that is that they bring along a package, which is a bug wrapped in this really kind of cruddy stuff, and um, uh, after they mate, he tosses her the package, and she just gets distracted for an instant, just enough time for him to make his escape. And then even this strategy was improved on, and the males began to do something really incredible. They uh, arrived with the package like before, but now there was nothing inside. It was completely empty. They figured out that they didn't have to bring anything at all. And it wasn't like a disappointment for the females. It was just like, you know, one of those odd moments when suddenly everything changes. And it's not what you expected. No, 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 and you don't know
can't drop that beat, man. What's up with that beat you got out there?